Act Four of Cynthia's Revels, or The Fountain of Self-Love, by Ben Jonson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One, An Apartment in the Palace. Enter Fantaste, Philatia, Agurion, Moria, and Cupid. I would this water would arrive once, our travelling friend so commended to us. So would I, for he has left all us in travail with expectation of it. Pray, Jove, I never rise from this couch, if I ever thirsted more for a thing in my whole life of being a courtier. Nor I, I'll be sworn. The very mention of it sets my lips in a worse heat than if he had sprinkled them with mercury. Reach me the glass, sirrah here lady they do not peel sweet charge do they yes a little guardian oh it's an eminent good sign ever when my lips do so i am sure to have some delicious good drink or other approaching mary and this may be good for us ladies for it seems tis far fetched by their stay my palate for yours dear honour it shall prove most elegant i warrant you oh i do fancy this gear that's long a-coming with an unmeasurable strain pray thee sit down philosia that rebatu becomes thee singularly is it not quaint yes faith methinks thy servant heden is nothing so obsequious to thee as he was wont to be i know not how he is grown out of his garb late he's warped in trueness and so methinks too he is much converted Tut let him be what he will tis an animal i dream not of this tire methinks makes me look very ingeniously quick and spirited i should be some laura or some delia methinks as i am wise for honours that title she gave him to be her ambition spoiled him before he was the most propitious and observant young novice no no you are the whole heaven awry guardian "'Tis the swaggering coach-horse Aniades draws with him there, has been the diverter of him.' "'For Cupid's sake, speak no more of him. Would I might never dare to look in a mirror again, if I respect ever a marmoset of mole, otherwise than I would a feather, or my shuttlecock, to make sport with now and then.' "'Come sit down, troth, and you be good beauties, let's run over them all now. Which is the properest man amongst them?' i say the traveller amorphous oh fie on him he looks like a venetian trumpeter in the battle of lepanto in the gallery yonder and speaks to the tune of a country lady that comes ever in the rearward or train of a fashion i should have judgment in a feature sweet beauties a body would think so at these years and i prefer another now far before him a million at least who might that be guardian marry fair charge naiades anaiades you talked of a tomb philosia there's one speaks in a key like the opening of some justice's gate or a postboy's horn as if his voice feared on arrest for some ill words it should give and were loth to come forth ay and he has a very imperfect face like a sea-monster that were to ravish andromeda from the rock his hands too great too by at least a straw's breadth nay he has a worse fault than that too a long heel 
that were a fault in a lady rather than him no they say he puts off the calves of his legs with his stockings every night out upon him turn to another of the pictures for love's sake what says our gurion whom does she commend for the rest cupid aside i hope i have instructed her sufficiently for an answer troth i made the motion to her ladyship for one to-day in the presence but it appeared she was otherways furnished before as she would none who was that argurian marry the poor plain gentleman in the black there who crites ay ay he a fellow that nobody so much as looked upon or regarded and she would have had me done him particular grace that was a true trick of yourself moria to persuade argurian to affect the scholar <laughs> Tut, but she shall be no chooser for me in good faith i like the citizen's son there as sotus methinks none of them all come near him not hedon hedon <laughs> in troth no hedon's a pretty slight courtier and he wears his clothes well and sometimes in fashion merry his face is but indifferent and he has no such excellent body no the other is a most delicate youth a sweet face a straight body a well-proportioned leg and foot a white hand a tender voice how now argurion oh you should have let her alone she was bestowing a copy of him upon us such a nose were enough to make me love a man now and then his several colours he wears wherein he flourisheth changeably every day oh but his short hair and his narrow eyes why she dotes more palpably upon him than ever his father did upon her believe me the young gentleman deserves it if she could dote more twere not amiss he is an exceeding proper youth and would have made a most neat barber-surgeon if he had been put to it in time say you so methinks he looks like a tailor already eh that had said on one of his customer suits his face is like a squeezed orange or well ladies jest on the best of you both would be glad of such a servant ay i'll be sworn with they though he be a little shamefaced shamefaced moria out upon him your shamefaced servant is your only goal go to beauties make much of time and place and occasion and opportunity and favourites and things that belong to them for i'll ensure you they will all relinquish they cannot endure above another year i know it out of future experience and therefore take exhibition and warning i was once a reveller myself and though i speak it as mine own trumpet i was then esteemed a very marchbun of the court i warrant you and all the gallants came about you like flies did they not go too they did somewhat that's no matter now nay good moria be not angry put case that we four now had the grant from juno to wish ourselves into what happy estate we could what would you wish to be moria who i let me see now i would wish to be a wise woman and know all the secrets of court city and country i would know what were done behind the arras what upon the stairs what in the garden what in the nymph's chamber what by barge and what by coach i would tell you which courtier was scabbed and which not 
which lady had her own face to lie with her a nights and which not who put off their teeth with their clothes in court who their hair who their complexion and in which box they put it there should not a nymph or a widow be got with child in the verge but i would guess within one or two who was the right father and in what month it was gotten with what words and which way i would tell you which madam loved a monsieur which a player which a page who sat with her husband who with her friend who with her gentleman usher who with her horse-keeper who with her monkey and who with all yes and who jigged the cock too fie you'd tell all moria if i should wish now it would be to have your tongue out but what says falasha who should she be troth the very same i am only i would wish myself a little more command and sovereignty that all the court were subject to my absolute beck and all things in it depending on my look as if there were no other heaven but in my smile nor other hell but in my frown that i might send for any man i list and have his head cut off when i have done with him or made a eunuch if he denied me and if i saw a better face than mine own i might have my doctor to poison it what would you wish fantast faith i cannot readily tell you what but methinks i should wish myself all manner of creatures now i would be an empress and by and by a duchess then a great lady of state then one of your miscellany madams then a waiting-woman then your citizen's wife then a coarse country gentlewoman then a dairy-maid then a shepherd's lass then an empress again or the queen of fairies and thus i would prove the vicissitudes and whirl of pleasures about again and again as i were a shepherdess i would be piped and sung to as a dairy wench i would dance at maypoles and make syllabubs as a country gentlewoman keep a good house and come up to term to see motions as a citizen's wife to be troubled with a jealous husband and put to my shifts others miseries should be my pleasures as a waiting woman i would taste my lady's delights to her as a miscellany madam invent new tires and go visit courtiers as a great lady lie abed and have courtiers visit me as a duchess i would keep my state and as an empress i would do anything and in all these shapes i would ever be followed with the affections of all that see me mary i myself would affect none or if i did it should not be heartily but so as i might save myself in them still and take pride in tormenting the poor wretches or now i think on it i would for one year wish myself one woman but the richest fairest and delicatest in a kingdom the very centre of wealth and beauty wherein all lines of love should meet and in that person i would prove all manner of suitors of all humours and of all complexions and never have any two of a sort i would see how love by the power of his object could work inwardly alike in a choleric man and a sanguine in a melancholic and a phlegmatic in a fool and a wise man in a clown and a courtier 
in a valiant man and a coward and how he could vary outward by letting this gallant express himself in dumb gaze another with sighing and rubbing his fingers a third with play-ends and pitiful verses a fourth with stabbing himself and drinking healths or writing languishing letters in his blood a fifth in coloured ribbons and good clothes with this lord to smile and that lord to court and t'other lord to dote and one lord to hang himself and then i to have a book made of all this which i would call the book of humours and every night read a little piece ere i slept and laugh at it here comes hedon enter hedon anades and mercury who retires with cupid to the back of the stage where they converse together save you sweet and clear beauties by the spirit that moves in me you are all most pleasingly bestowed ladies only i can take it from no good omen to find mine honour so dejected you need not fear sir i did of purpose humble myself against your coming to decline the pride of my ambition fair honour ambition dares not stoop but if it be your sweet pleasure i shall lose that title i will as i am hedon apply myself to your bounties that were the next way to distitle myself of honour oh no rather be still ambitious i pray you i will be anything that you please whilst it pleases you to be yourself lady sweet fantastic dear moria most beautiful argarian farewell hedon and i dare stay whither go you slight what should i do here and you engross them all for your own use tis time for me to seek out i engross them away mischief this is one of your extravagant jests now because i began to salute them by their names faith you might have spared us madam prudence the guardian there though you had more covetously aimed at the rest Sart, take them all, man. What speak you to me of aiming or covetous? I say you so. Nay, then, have at them. Ladies, here's one hath distinguished you by your names already. It shall only become me to ask how you do. Also, was this the design you travailed with? Who answers the brazen head? It spoke to somebody. Lady Wisdom, do you interpret for these puppets? in truth and sadness honours you are in great offence for this go to the gentleman i'll undertake with him is a man of fair living and able to maintain a lady in her two coaches a day besides pages monkeys and paraquettos with such attendance as she shall think meet for her turn and therefore there is more respect horrible howsoever you seem to connive hark you sir let me discourse a syllable with you i am to say to you these ladies are not of that close and open behaviour as happily you may suspend their carriage is well known to be such as it should be both gentle and extraordinary oh here comes the other pair enter amorphous and asotus that was your father's love the nymph argyrian i would have you direct all your courtship thither if you could but endear yourself to her affection you were internally engallanted in truth sir pray phoebus i prove favoursome in her fair eyes all divine mixture an increase of beauty to this bright bevy of ladies and to the male courtiers 
complaint and courtesy in the behalf of the males i gratify you amorphous and i of the females succinctly returned i do veil to both your thanks and kiss them but primarily to yours most ingenious acute and polite lady what's my life how he does all to bequalify her ingenious acute and polite as if there was not others in place as ingenious acute and polite as she yes but you must know lady may cannot speak out of a dictionary method sit down sweet amorphous when will this water come think you it cannot now be long fair lady now observe mercury how most ambiguous beauty love you that i will by this handkerchief slid he draws his oaths out of his pocket but will you be constant constant madam i will not say for constantness but by this purse which i would be loth to swear by unless it were embroidered i protest more than most fair lady you are the only absolute and unparalleled creature i do adore and admire and respect and reverence in this court corner of the world or kingdom methinks you are melancholy does your heart speak all this say you oh he is groping for another oath now by this watch i marl how forward the day is i do unfeigningly avow myself slight tis deeper than i took it past five yours entirely addicted madam i require no more dearest asotus henceforth let me call you mine and in remembrance of me vouchsafe to wear this chain and this diamond o oh, lord sweet lady there are new oaths for him what does hermes taste no alteration in all this yes thou hast struck a gorian enamoured on osotus methinks alas no i am nobody i i can do nothing in this disguise but thou hast not wounded any of the rest cupid not yet it is enough that i have begun so prosperously nay these are nothing to the gems i will hourly bestow upon thee be but faithful and kind to me and i will lay thee with my richest bounties behold here my bracelets from mine arms not so good lady by this diamond take em wear em my jewels chain of pearl pendants all i have nay then by this pearl you make me a wanton shall she not answer for this to maintain him thus in swearing oh no there is a way to wean him from this the gentleman may be reclaimed ah if you had the airing of his apparel cuz i think loving twere pity and i should be living else believe me save you sir save you sweet lady save you monsieur anides save you dear madam dost thou know him that saluted thee hedon no some idle fungoso that hath got above the cupboard since yesterday slud i never saw him till this morning and he salutes me as familiarly as if we had known together since the deluge or the first year of troy action a most right-handed and auspicious encounter confine yourself to your fortunes for sport's sake let's have some riddles or purposes ho no faith your prophecies are best t'other are stale prophecies 
we cannot all sit in at him we shall make a confusion no what called you that we had in the forenoon substantives and adjectives is it not hedon ay that who begins i have thought speak your adjectives sirs but do not you change then not i who says odoriferous popular humble white-livered barbarous phythagorical yours signor what must i do sir give forth your adjective with the rest is prosperous good fair sweet well anything that hath not been spoken yes sir well spoken shall be mine what have you all done i i i then the substantive is breeches why odoriferous breeches guardian odoriferous because odoriferous that which contains most variety of savour and smell we say is most odoriferous now breeches i presume are instant to that variety and therefore odoriferous breeches well we must take it howsoever who's next Falasha? popular why popular breeches merry that is when they are not content to be generally noted in court but will press forth on common stages and broker stalls to the public view of the world good why humble breeches argurian humble because they used to be set upon besides if you tie them not up <laughs> their property is to fall down about your heels she has worn the breeches it seems which have done so but why white-livered why are not their linings white besides when they come in swaggering company and will pocket up anything may they not properly be said to be white-livered oh yes we must not deny it and why barbarous hedon barbarous because commonly when you have worn your breeches sufficiently you give them to your barber that's good but how pythagorical ay amorphous why pythagorical breeches oh most kindly of all tis a conceit of that fortune i am bold to hug my brain for how is it exquisite amorphous oh i am wrapped with it tis so fit so proper so happy nay do not wreck us thus i never truly relished myself before give me your ears breeches pythagorical by reason of their transmigration into several shapes most rare and sweet troth marry this young gentleman for his well-spoken eh why well-spoken breeches well-spoken very well-spoken because whatsoever they speak is well taken and whatsoever is well taken is well spoken excellent believe me not so ladies neither but why breeches now breeches quasi bear riches when a gallant man bears all his riches in his breeches most fortunately etymologized nay we have another sport afore this of a thing done and who did it etc ay good fantast let's have that distribute the places why i imagine a thing done hedon thinks who did it moria with what it was done aniades where it was done Agurian, when it was done amorphous for what cause was it done you philosha what followed upon the doing of it and this gentleman who would have done it better
What is it conceived about? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Then speak you, sir. Who would have done it better? How does it begin at me? Yes, sir, this play is called The Crab. It goes backward. May I not name myself? If you please, sir, and dare abide the venture of it. That I would have done it better, whatever it is. No doubt on it, sir. A good confidence. What followed upon the act, Felosha? A few heat drops and a month's mirth. For what cause, Amorphous? For the delight of ladies. When, Agurian? Last progress. Where, Aniades? Why, in a pair of pained slops. With what, Moria? With a glister. Who, Heden? A traveller. Then the thing done was, an oration was made. Rehearse. An oration was made. By a traveller? With a glister. In a pair of pained slops. Last progress. For the delight of ladies. A few heat drops and a month's mirth followed. And this silent gentleman would have done it better. That was not so good now. In good faith, these unhappy pages would be whipped for staying thus. Beshrew my hand and my heart else. I do wonder at their protraction. Pray, Venus, my whore have not discovered herself to the rascally boys. And that be the cause of their stay. I must suit myself with another page. This idle Procytes will never be brought to wait well. Sir, I have a kinsman I could willingly wish to your service, if you will deign to accept of him. And I shall be glad, most sweet lady, to embrace him. Where is he? I can vouch him, sir, but I would be loath to make you turn away your other page. You shall not, most sufficient lady. I will keep both. Pray you let's go see him. <sighs> Whither goes my love? I'll return presently. I go but to see a page with this lady. Exeunt Asotas and Moria. As sure as fate, tis so. She has opened all. A pox of all cockatrices. Damn me. If she have played loose with me, I'll cut her throat within a hair's breadth, so it may be healed again. What? Is he jealous of his hermaphrodite? Oh, aye, this will be excellent sport. Fantast, Argurion, what, you are suddenly struck, methinks. For love's sake, let's have some music till they come. Ambition, reach the Lyra, I pray you. Anything to which my honour shall direct me. Come, Amorphous, cheer up, Fantast. It shall be my pride, fair lady, to attempt all that is in my power. But here is an instrument that alone is able to insult into the most melancholic and dull-disposed creature upon earth. Oh, let me kiss thy fair knees. Beauteous ears attend it. Will you have the kiss, Honor? Aye, good ambition. Hayden sings. Oh, that joy so soon should waste, or so sweet a bliss as a kiss might not forever last so sugared so melting so soft so delicious the dew that lies on roses when the morn herself discloses is not so precious oh rather than i would its mother would i to taste such another it should be my wishing that i might die with kissing i made this ditty and the note to it upon a kiss that my honour gave me how like you it, sir? 
a pretty air in general i like it well but in particular your long die note did a ride me most but it was somewhat too long i can show one almost of the same nature but much before it and not so long in a composition of my own i think i have both the note and ditty about me pray you see yes there is the note and all the parts if i misthink not i will read the ditty to your beauties here but first i am to make you familiar with the occasion which presents itself thus upon a time going to take my leave of the emperor and kiss his great hands there being then present the kings of france and aragon the dukes of savoy florence orleans bourbon brunswick the landgrave count palatine all which had severally feasted me besides infinite more of inferior persons as counts and others it was my chance the emperor detained by some exorbitant affair to wait him the fifth part of an hour or much near it in which time retiring myself into a bay window the beauteous lady annabel niece to the empress and sister to the king of aragon who having never before eyed me but only heard the common report of my virtue learning and travel fell into that extremity of passion for my love that she there immediately swooned physicians were sent for she had to her chamber so to her bed where languishing some few days after many times calling me with my name in her lips she expired as that i most mourningly say is the only fault of my fortune that as it hath ever been my hap to be sued to by all ladies and beauties where i have come so never yet sojourned or rested in that place or part of the world where some high-born admirable fair feature died not for my love oh the sweet power of travel are you guilty of this cupid no mercury and that his page cause knows if he were here present to be sworn but how doth this draw on the ditty sir oh she is too quick with him he hath not devised that yet mary some hour before she departed she bequeathed to me this glove which golden legacy the emperor himself took care to send after me in six coaches covered all with black velvet tended by the state of his empire all which he freely presented me with and i reciprocally out of the same bounty gave to the lords that brought it only reserving the gift of the deceased lady upon which i composed this ode and set it to my most affected instrument the lyra thou more than most sweet glove unto my more sweet love suffer me to store with kisses this empty lodging that now misses thy pure rosy hand that wear thee whether then the kid that bear thee thou art soft but that was softer cupid's self hath kissed it other than e'er he did his mother's doves supposing her the queen of loves that was thy mistress best of gloves blasphemy blasphemy cupid i'll revenge it time enough hermes good amorphous let's hear it sung i care not to admit that since it pleaseth perutia to request it yes sir nay play it i pray you you do well you do well he sings it 
How like you it, sir? Very well, in troth. But very well. Oh, you're a mere mammothrept in judgment, then. Why, do you not observe how excellently the ditty is affected in every place, that I do not marry a word of short quantity to a long note, nor an ascending syllable to a descending tone? Besides, upon the word best, there, you see how I do enter with an odd minim, and drive it through the brief, which no intelligent musician, I know, but will affirm to be very rare, extraordinary, and pleasing. And yet not fit to lament the death of a lady for all this. Tut, here be they will swallow anything. Pray you, let me have a copy of it, Amorphous. And me too. In truth, I liked it exceedingly. I've denied it to princes, nevertheless to you, the true female twins of perfection. I am one to depart with all. I hope I shall have my honest copy. You are ambitious in that, heathen. Re-enter Anates. How now, Anades? What is it hath conjured up this distemperature in the circle of your face? Why, what have you to do? Are pox upon your filthy travelling face? Hold your tongue. Nay, dost hear mischief? Away, musk-cat! I say to thee, thou art rude, debauched, impudent, coarse, unpolished, a frappler, and base. Heart of my father, what a strange alteration is half a year's haunting of ordinaries wrought in this fellow, that it came with a tuftafeta jerk into town by the other day, and a pair of penniless hoes, and now he has turned Hercules, he wants but a club. Sir, you with the pencil on your chin, I will garter my hoes with your guts. And that shall be all. Exits. Slid, what rare fireworks be here! Flash, flash! What is the matter, Heden? Can you tell? Nothing, but that he lacks crowns, and thinks we'll lend him some to be friends. Re-enter Asotus and Moria with Morus. Come, sweet lady, in good truth I'll have it. You shall not deny me. Morris, persuade your aunt I may have her picture by any means. Yea, sir, good aunt now, let him have it. He will use me the better. If you love me, do, good aunt. Well, tell him he shall have it. Master, you shall have it, she says. Shall I thank her, good page? What? Has he entertained the fool? Ay, he'll wait close, you shall see, though the beggar hang off a while. Aunt, my master thanks you. Call him hither. Yes, master. Yes, in verity. And gave me this purse. And he has promised me a most fine dog, which he will have drawn with my picture, he says, and desires most vehemently to be known to your ladyships. Call him hither. Tis good groping such a gull. Master Sotus. Master Sotus. For love's sake, let me go. You see I am called to the ladies. <gasps> Wilt thou forsake me, then? Odd so. What would you have me do? Come hither, Master Assetus. I do ensure your ladyships. He is a gentleman of a very worthy desert, and of a most bountiful nature. You must show and insinuate yourself responsible, and equivalent now to my commendment. Good honours grace him. I protest. 
detest more than most fair ladies i do wish all variety of divine pleasures choice sport sweet music rich fare brave attire soft beds and silken thoughts attend these fair beauties will it please your ladyship to wear this chain of pearl and this diamond for my sake oh and you madam this jewel and pendants oh we know not how to deserve these bounties out of so slight merit asotis no in faith but there's my glove for a favour and soon after the revels i will bestow a garter on you oh lords ladies it is more grace than ever i could have hoped but that it pleaseth your ladyships to extend i protest it is enough that you but take knowledge of my if your ladyships want embroidered gowns tires of any fashion repetules jewels or carcanets anything whatsoever if you vouchsafe to accept and for it they will help you to shoe ties and devices i cannot utter myself dear beauties but you can conceive oh. sir we will acknowledge your service doubt not henceforth you shall be no more a sodas to us but our goldfinch and we your cages oh venus madams how shall i deserve this if i were but made acquainted with hedon now i'll try to agorian pray you away how he prays money to go away from him amorphous a word with you here's a watch i would bestow upon you pray you make me known to that gallant that i will sir monsieur hedon i must entreat you to exchange knowledge with this gentleman tis a thing next to the water we expect i thirst after sir good monsieur sotus good monsieur hedon i would be glad to be loved of men of your rank and spirit i protest please you to accept this pair of bracelets sir they are not worth the bestowing oh hercules how the gentleman purchases this must needs bring a gordian to a consumption sir i shall never stand in the merit of such bounty i fear oh venus sir your acquaintance shall be sufficient and if at any time you need my bill or my bond swoons <gasps> help the lady there god's dear argurian madam how do you sick have her forth and give her air i come again straight ladies exeunt asotus morus and agorian well i doubt all the physic he has will scarce recover her she's too far spent re-enter anites with gelia prosates and cause with the bottles oh here's the water come fetch glasses page hard of my body here's a coil indeed with your jealous humours nothing but whore and bitch and all the villainous swaggering names you can think on slid take your bottle and put it in your guts for me i'll see you pox dear i follow you any longer nay good punk sweet rascal damn me if i am jealous now that's true indeed pray let's go what's the matter there slight he has me upon interrogatories nay my mother shall know how you use me where i have been and why i should stay so long and how is it possible and withal calls me at his pleasure i know not how many cockatrices and things in truth and sadness 
there are no good epitaphs in Aedes, to bestow upon any gentlewoman. And I'll ensure you, if I'd known you would have dealt thus with my daughter, she should never have fancied you so deeply as she has done. Go to. Why, do you hear, Mother Mariah? Heart. Nay, I pray you, sir, do not swear. Swear? Why, blood. I have sworn afore now, I hope. Both you and your daughter mistake me. I have not honoured Ariti. That is held the worthiest lady in the court, next to Cynthia, with half that observance and respect, as I have done her in private. Howsoever outwardly I have carried myself careless and negligent. Come, you are a foolish punk, and know not when you are well employed. Kiss me, come on, do it, I say. Nay, indeed, I must confess she is apt to miss Prissian. But I must have you leave it, Minion. Re-enter Asotus. How now, Asotus? How does the lady? Faith ill. I have left my page with her at her lodging. Oh, here's the rarest water that ever was tasted. Fill him some. What? Has my master a new page? Yes, a kinsman of the Lady Moria's. You must wait better now, or you are cashiered, Poseides. Come, gallants, you must pardon my foolish humour. When I am angry that anything crosses me, I grow impatient straight. Here I drink to you. Oh, that we had five or six bottles more of this liquor. Now I commend your judgment, Amorphous. Knocking within. Who's that knocks? Look, page. Exit cause. Oh, most delicious. A little of this would make Augurian well. Oh, no, give her no cold drink by any means. Splud, this water is the spirit of wine. I'll be hanged else. Re-enter cause with Arete. Here's the lady Arete, madam. What? At your beva gallants? Will it please your ladyship to drink? Tis of the new fountain water. Not I, Mariah. I thank you, gallants. You are for this night free to your peculiar delights. Cynthia will have no sports. When she is pleased to come forth, you shall have knowledge. In the meantime, I could wish you did provide for solemn revels, and some unlooked-for device of wit to entertain her, against she should vouchsafe to grace your pastimes with her presence. What say you to a mask? Nothing better, if the project were new and rare. Why, I'll send for Crites and have his advice. Be you ready in your endeavours. He shall discharge you of the inventive part. But will not your ladyship stay? Not now, Fantaste. Exit. Let her go, I pray you, good lady sobriety. I am glad we are rid of her. What a set face that gentlewoman has, as she were still going to a sacrifice. Oh, she is the extraction of a dozen of Puritans for a look. Of all nymphs in the court, I cannot away with her. Tis the coarsest thing. I wonder how Cynthia can affect her so above the rest. Here be they are every way as fair as she, and a thought fairer, I trow. Ay, and as ingenious and conceited as she. Ay, and as politic as she, for all she set such a forehead on't. Would I were dead if I would change to be Cynthia. Or I. Or I. 
and there's her minion cried he why his advice more than amorphous have i not invention afore him learning to better that invention above him and in fainted with pleasant travel death what talk you of his learning he understands no more than a schoolboy i have put him down myself a thousand times by this air and yet i never talked with him but twice in my life you never saw his like i could never get him to argue with me but once and then because i could not construe an author i quoted at first sight he went away and laughed at me by hercules i scorn him as i do the sodden nymph that was here even now his mistress aridi and i love myself for nothing else i wonder the fellow does not hang himself being thus scorned and condemned of us that are held the most accomplished society of gallants by yourself none else oh, i protest if i had no music in me no courtship that i were not a reveller and could dance or had not these excellent qualities that give a man life and perfection but a mere poor scholar as he is i think i should make some desperate way with myself whereas now would i might never breathe more if i do know that creature in this kingdom with whom i would change this is excellent well i must alter all this soon look you do cupid the bottles have wrought it seems oh i am sorry the revels are crossed i should have tickled it soon i did never appear till then slid i am the neatliest maid gallant to the company and have the best presence and my dancing well i know what our usher said to me last time i was at the school would i might have led philosia in the measures and it had been the god's will i am most worthy i am sure re-enter morus master i can tell you news the lady kissed me yonder and played with me and says she loved you once as well as she does me but that you cast her off peace my most esteemed page yes what luck is this that our revels are dashed now was i beginning to glister in the very highway of preferment and cynthia had but seen me dance a strain or do but one trick i had been kept in court i should never have needed to look towards my friends again contain yourself you were a fortune young man if you knew your own good which i have now projected and will presently multiply upon you beauties and valours your vouchsafed applause to emotion the humorous cynthia hath for this night withdraw the light of your delight tis true amorphous what may we do to redeem it redeem that we cannot but to create a new flame is in our power here is a gentleman my scholar whom for some private reasons me specially moving i am covetous to gratify with title of master in the null and subtile science of courtship for which grace he shall this night in court and in the long gallery hold his public act by open challenge to all masters of the mystery whatsoever to play at the four choice and principal weapons thereof viz the bare cost the better regard the solemn address and the perfect close what say you 
Well, let us then take our time by the forehead. I will instantly have bills drawn and advanced in every angle of the court. Sir, betray not your too much joy. And aids, we must mix this gentleman with you in acquaintance, Monsieur Asotus. I am easily entreated to grace any of your friends, Amorphous. Sir, and his friend shall likewise grace you, sir. Nay, I begin to know myself now. Oh, you must continue your bounties. Must I? Why, I'll give him this ruby on my finger. Do you hear, sir? I do heartily wish your acquaintance, and I partly know myself worthy of it. Please you, sir, to accept this poor ruby in a ring, sir. The posy is of my own device. Let this blush for me, sir. So it must for me, too, for I am not ashamed to take it. Sweet man, by my troth, master, I love you. Will you love me, too, for my aunt's sake? I'll wait well, you shall see. I'll still be here. Would I might never stir. But you are a fine man in these clothes, master. Shall I have them when you have done with them? As for that, Morris, thou shalt see more hereafter. In the meantime, by this air, or by this feather, I'll do as much for thee as any gallant shall do for his page whatsoever in this court, corner of the world, or kingdom. Excellent all but the pages. I wonder this gentleman should affect to keep a fool. Methinks he makes sport enough with himself. Well, Prosites, twere good you did wait closer. Ay, I'll look to it. Tis time. The revels would have been most sumptuous to-night if they had gone forward. Exit. They must needs, when all the choicest singularities of the court were up in pantofles. Ne'er a one of them but was able to make a whole show of itself. Asotus within. Sarah, a torch, a torch. Oh, what a call is there? I will have a canzonet made with nothing in it but Sarah, and the burden shall be, I come. Exit. How now, Cupid? How do you like this change? Faith, the thread of my device is cracked. <sighs> Let me go to sleep till the reveling music awake me. And then, too, Cupid, without you had prevented the fountain. Alas, poor God, that remembers not self-love to be proof against the violence of his quiver. Well, I have a plot against these prizers, for which I must presently find out Critus, and with his assistance pursue it to a high strain of laughter, or Mercury hath lost of his mettle. Exeunt. End of Act Four